Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broadway Podcast Network presents Giants in the Sky, How Sondheim and Lapine Went into the Woods, with me, Ben Rimmelauer. Today's guest, John Cameron Mitchell, Jack on the Demo Tracks. Once upon a time. John Cameron Mitchell sang the role of Jack in the demo tracks recorded for a never-released Into the Woods CD-ROM, and later included on the reissued Broadway cast recording and the Stephen Sondheim The Story So Far box set. Of course, John Cameron Mitchell is known far and wide for writing and starring in the iconic musical Hedwig and the Angry Inch, off-Broadway in 1998, and on-Broadway in 2015 in the Tony-winning production, which opened with Neil Patrick Harris, and in honor of which Mitchell was awarded a special Tony. His other Broadway credits include The Secret Garden, Six Degrees of Separation, and Big River, as well as the original off-Broadway production of Michael John LaCusa's Hello Again. He has appeared in numerous movies and television shows and directed the films How to Talk to Girls at Parties, Rabbit Hole, Short Bus, and Hedwig and the Angry Inch, in which he played the title role. He wrote and directed the scripted podcast series Anthem Homunculus, as well as the upcoming Cancellation Island. I don't know if you read or if you're aware of James Lapine wrote this book uh, two years ago, uh, putting it together about the making of Sunday in the Park with George. Um, And he had these conversations with everyone that worked on the show in any way. And then he chronicled the development, uh, weaving them all together. And it was so fascinating. Um, And he said he's not doing that for Into the Woods, which is why I'm doing this, because I have so many questions and it's all fading away. Decades ago, nobody remembers anything about who was in what reading or how many weeks or days or hours they rehearsed or what songs were in it. I mean, and and as a matter of fact, these incredible demos that I've come across um, of which you recorded this early Giants in the Sky, I have not yet been able to find one person who can even tell me when, why, or for whom these were recorded, including James Lapine and Paul Ford and Paul Gemignani and and other cast members and so I I'm 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 you're my hope. <laughs> well, what's your first question? Well, when did you record those? Um, I believe it was <clears throat> when I was doing Secret Garden. Mm. So that would have been like ninety one, maybe ninety two. Yeah. Um and there were a couple of 
other uh, people doing the demos. Um, Bam, what's that one called? Bam Crunch or something? Boom Crunch, yeah, Maureen Moore. Boom Crunch. Maureen yeah. Moore, who I did uh, Big River with. Mm. Um, and who else did those groups? George of... Lee Andrews. George Lee Andrews? Yeah, and Betsy I... Jocelyn. Yes, Betsy was in Secret Garden, I believe. Um, I didn't. Cool. Oh, George. Was she in that? I don't think she was. Let me look that up. Um, That's Betsy Jocelyn. I mean, she was in a lot of stuff, um, including uh, being Bernadette's um, understudy in, or standby in Into the Woods. Oh. Yeah. I just, I guess I only knew Maureen, uh, who was in Big River, I believe, with me. Yeah, well, it was such an honor, of course. It, I was told that, we were told that it was for a CD-ROM. Remember those? Yeah, wait, so this is so people can have Into the Woods on their computer? What? Well, a CD-ROM <laughs> was a CD you could put in your computer, and you could also, it was visuals as well. Oh. Yeah, you can look up. It was never made, uh, but it was recorded for that. So Paul Gimignani recorded us with, with Stephen, and wow. it was just, just piano, you know, you heard them. And it was so exciting, of course, you know, the, the pinnacle of, two pinnacles of musical theater. And I hit a B flat, which I haven't hit before or since, you know, it was, you know, you hit, you hit the note. <laughs> First Steve, and you hold it. Um, and afterwards, he actually said, well, where were you when we were casting this originally? I said, well, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I was in L.A. and I auditioned for this and then got called back in L.A. And James Lapine was in L.A. And I did a good audition for him. I mean, he was not the easiest person to audition for. I mean, you know, He's a brilliant director, but he doesn't always have a bedside manner mm. of a director that you want. You know, like I, I, I don't know if he was an actor, but I came out of acting. So I'm very, very careful of how I treat my actors, especially in auditions, because it's a very delicate time. And he did the cardinal uh, sin, which was, that was good. Sing it to this tape player. It's for Steve. <laughs> Do it again. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And of course I choked. Um, that's not what you do <laughs> for your callback. You, you know, tastefully and secretly record it and then you pass it on. And then if you need another audition with Steve, you do it. So I completely choked and, and uh, of course didn't get the role. And, um, but then later I was able to, you know, minorly rectify that by, uh, by doing the early version of Giants in the Sky, which I love doing. And I even put myself on YouTube with it back then because I was so proud of it. Because it, it actually didn't come out till the uh, deluxe edition yeah. CD of the original recording uh, came out. And those were the bonus tracks. Right. Yeah. And so, so the idea was to then 
film this, but then that never happened. So there would have been a video content or animation or what would it have been? No, I don't think we were being videotaped. I think there was just some, you should do a little research into CD-ROMs because I never had one, but I think it was just like, you know, a menu would come up and you and there would maybe be some written uh, historical things and then extra songs. It was pretty crude, you know, because it was the 90s. So there wasn't much video. Uh, yeah. I don't think. I don't remember video. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it was a special thing. And Steve was always super nice to me. You know, when I first arrived in New York and was doing... Uh, well, I did Big River earlier, but then when I came back to do Six Degrees and um, and the Secret Garden, and then uh, Hello Again, I you know I was a little bit of a you know new kid in town, and and so I you know had interactions with the, with the greats, and I remember Arthur Lawrence wanted to cast me in something he wrote that i didn't think was very good so i didn't ah. say that but i just passed like, who the hell is this punk <laughs> um and i never got to work with steve you know most of his roles are for older people except for maybe merrily we roll along so um and a couple song you know a couple of uh sweeney todd characters but i wasn't quite the i feel you joanna type i couldn't quite sing that way but I, you know, I, of course, admired him. And when he came to, and I, I was at his house a couple of times. I didn't really know him very well. Um, and then he came to Hedvig and, as he told me, hated it. Ha. But he could, he could uh, not like something and it never felt like an insult. Because no. he was so clear and so specific about it. It was never personal. He was just like, it's not my kind of music, John. Mm. you know and it was too loud and i'm like i hear you i hear you i think you know if you were able to to uh, move past those things you might see some of the things that i learned from you you know yeah yes. um and certainly uh you know admired his wit and when i started writing songs later i was definitely thinking about him a lot uh since i was more involved with lyrics and, and melody rather than the uh, music yeah um so it would never hurt my feelings but when he was like didn't like it um and you know later uh you know i would have liked to talk to him because i just played you know i just did sandman where i got to and the reason i did it was because the character gets to sing songs from gypsy Mm. as mama rose and i had never which was my favorite probably my favorite musical and of course uh seeing patty was a revelation i probably patty and cynthia revo and color purple the two greatest yeah. musical performances i ever agreed 100 percent, john yeah very different but very both very powerful and uh happily got to work with both of them on my uh musical podcast series yes, anthem homunculus yeah yeah and write songs for patty and, and yes. for cynthia and then i got to do some gypsy stuff in salmon and i recorded all of rose's turn but never they only use like 10 seconds so <sighs> i i know but i sent it to patty and she's like gave me the thumbs up 
So maybe someday, someday I'll get to play Mama Rose. Yes, yes. Well, okay. So just going back to your audition for Into the Woods when you were in LA, was yeah. this for the San Diego production at the Old Globe? Um, is that the one that ended up on Broadway? Yeah. It was, they, it was I mean, James. Yeah, it was James. It just, it was the different cast. The first. And, yeah. I guess that was the out of town tryout yeah, in a yeah. way, right? Yeah. So that was probably it because I guess at that time they would, for bigger things, they would, Broadway things, they would also audition in in LA. Well, because um, it, was, it was in California. I mean, I was curious also because of the Big River connection. I mean, that was um, not the old Globe, right? It was the La Jolla Playhouse, I believe. That it, Yes. And you, I, did you do that out of town also? No, I was actually in college then. And I, this is another unusual thing that would never happen today. But I was playing Huck Finn in a different production, organic theater production at the Goodman in 85. And it got a lot of good, you know, attention. And I was on the cover of American Theater or something with Meshach Taylor, who played Jim, who was my mentor. From Design Love him. Yes. Yeah. He was a Chicago mammoth guy way back. And um, so an agent got a hold of me. I don't know how. Um, named Sheldon Lubliner, which is a great agent name. Yeah. And he had a company called the News and Entertainment Agency. And I felt like there was some good actors and then a couple of weathermen from local TV. And I was like, that's that's my first agent. Um, and they got a hold of me from that cover of, of uh, American Theater and said, oh, there's Big River's just open, but they've lost their understudy for Hawk and Tom Sawyer and and 30, I found out 35 other roles. And, and but can you imagine an agent kind of trying to get a hold of someone before email to play an understudy? You know, it was just crazy. But I got in, I, I, I flew in and got the role before, and I didn't even graduate from Northwestern and suddenly had this gig um, on Broadway in 1985 with the, and went to the Tonys and we won Best Musical. I love the music in that, Roger Miller. Yeah. Des Mackinoff, Des Mackinoff was also didn't quite have the bedside manner no. <laughs> that I that I wished he had, and he was. I remember doing it. I was very, you know, I was very fancy coming from Northwestern and working with Frank Galati, and you know, I knew Hawk Finn because it was my third production of it. And I said, I don't know if this transition here really makes sense. This is not, you know, an understudy rehearsal. And he just said, John, just do what the guy's doing on stage. And I clammed up <laughs> and went back to my not dressing room because it was such a big cast. The understudies had to hang out at the Chinese restaurant next door what? during the show. <laughs> it was called Hunan Eaters. We called it Human Eaters. <laughs> next to the Eugene O'Neill. And, we, you know, that's where I realized that understudies... Sometimes I have drinking problems because they're just <laughs> sitting around, you know, waiting for a fire to put out. And literally right around the corner on 48th and 8th was the famous fire station where the male hustlers 
would stand outside along with the firemen, everybody waiting for a fire to put out. It was, you know, the old Times Square. And I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, everything was just so crazy. And um, I was in New York and, you know, kind of being dissed and kind of had a good job. And, you know, and it was. And then I find for the last time, I am not on Ozempic. I made one little joke on this podcast and everybody started calling me out, texting me, calling me cringe, whatever. I really was asked by people if I was on Ozempic. And as I told them, I am not. I am just eating factors, no prep, no mess meals, okay? Warmer, sunnier days are coming. Fire Island season is here. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors' fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you can kickstart a new healthy routine, what are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. And kitchen time is kept to a minimum. They are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking, no cleanup. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or just simply to eat well-balanced. Head to factormeals.com slash giantsinthesky50 and use code giantsinthesky50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code giantsinthesky50 at factormeals.com slash giantsinthesky50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I went on. The lovely Daniel Jenkins went on vacation and I went out for him for a week. And I had just got a, a, a movie bef- uh, right before that. And the Dodgers were the producers. All the, all the makers of, you know... I loved all the understudies and actors and Rene Aubergine-Lois was a doll. Mm. He was always giving presents to people. He was such a good guy. And Bob Gunton and Ron Richardson. And it was, you know, wonderful. Patty Cohenauer, who I worshipped. Mm. Um, but they didn't give me a put-in rehearsal, which is the rehearsal that the understudy gets so they can finally work on the set with the costumes and props. And we had a mechanical raft. And because I was leaving, they didn't tell me this, but I was like, when is it put in? And they're like, oh, you're not getting one. For the lead, you know, with a mechanical raft, because I was leaving the show anyway, and they didn't want to spend the money. Uh But they didn't tell me this. So I was furious. So I was furious about all of these things, you know, even though I love the singing the songs and I love the cast. And I went on and kind of did it the way I wanted without messing up the other actors and just kind of blew it out. 
And I was like, well, I'm leaving anyway. I'm just going to do it the way I want to. And they were all there that first night. And the producers and Des were like, do you want to take over the role? And I was like, no, thank you. Goodbye. Wow. And <laughs> so I, I believe I met Cheetah Rivera that night. She was the first celebrity that came to see me on Broadway. And she was so kind. And so it was a, a it was like a way into New York, but not the best experience, you know? Yeah. But of course, so exciting to finally play that role and sing those songs. Um, Same producer. And make great friends. The Woods, by the way, the Dodgers. Yes. And also of uh, Secret Garden. Yeah. Jersey Boys. Um, yeah. Not always the, the most actor friendly. Well, so, but here's a question. I mean, you say, <laughs> oh, you wouldn't have been right for Sondheim stuff. You know, I feel you, Joanna. But like, I mean, there, you were playing these juvenile roles, right? Isn't that what they call it? Like, um, yeah. you know, and that Sweeney Todd, um, uh, Toby, that sings Not While I'm Around, that seems like that would have been a natural for, for you at that time. Um, I guess so, yeah. I mean, I wasn't really around. Yeah, I guess I wasn't really around at the, or work or free at the time when I might yeah. have, you know, been up for that. But I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel as comfortable with my voice. Um, at that time though i i realized listening back i actually had a pretty good voice i just had never studied so mm. i didn't know what you know i just when things were a bit more operatic like sweeney todd or candide or something i was a little bit like oh god i can't do that i can sing country or rock or something yeah. folky stuff you know um yeah, i but, guess the but it was in that more of a uh yeah it was a more folky you know it was more like pippin or something you know yeah. And, you know, I grew up on Fosse and, and you know, Amos Behaven and learned more about Sondheim once I got to New York because, you know, seeing that first production was around the same time as Big River was, it was fantastic. You know, it was just a wonderful Chip Zion and, and uh, Bernadette and it was just magical. You know, I love that show. And, but, you know, I, I was a musical person who didn't necessarily like a lot of musicals, you know, which is what led to Hedvig in a way. It's like, I love the form, but I felt like sometimes they would just be too corny or too samey. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, Sondheim was always trying to push it. And people like Michael John Lacusa were too as well. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I really admired those so-called, you know, think of them as more the underground, you know, composers even though you know Sondheim couldn't be more overground but he wrote like a yeah he wrote like an artist rather than a, than a showman did you Bill, Bill you Finn ever, was also you know yes. pretty important at that time did you ever do any Bill Finn stuff I didn't I didn't I was you know close with Alison Fraser who did um Secret and Art. I met him a couple of times yeah but I didn't no there was no there was no real opportunity there yeah. Um, so I didn't necessarily go down the musical path, you know, after Secret Garden, mm -hmm. um, except with Hedwig. Yes, of course. Well, legendarily. But do you um, have you ever had any interest in directing a musical on stage? Of course. Yes. And I certainly was up for a couple. I want I really wanted to do this Britney Spears one because mm -hmm. the 
Yeah, which I don't know when it's coming in. It was supposed to during COVID, and it was, you know, it was a jukebox musical for sure, but this guy wrote a great book. It was really? hilarious. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah it was very um, feminist. You know, it was all about this, the uh, the Disney princesses were, were all banding together and, and going on strike till they could tell their own story. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and that... It was, you know, it didn't have a great name, Once Upon a One More Time, but yeah. it was really, really funny. And I thought the songs worked with it. Um, I'm assuming it'll still be coming into town. Yeah. So that was something, but I didn't, you know, they were very nice, but they were like, I think we need a female director, you know, uh, it was a more female centric show. And I'm like, well, I'm as female as many of my female friends, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, and then... Yeah, I mean, there were other, periodically, there's a good play or musical that, you know, I, I try to do. But it, as you know, it, you know, Broadway tends to be a lot of uh, revivals, and I'm not always interested in revisiting some of these things. I want new stuff, and um, it's hard to make a musical. You know, I'm working, uh, it takes a long time, and people who are from outside the musical world don't realize how long it takes takes people like rock stars and stuff they like but i wrote the songs i'm like well, you have to kind of rewrite them and you have to keep working on it and people like elton john know that yeah you know and jake shears and people who are now they know what that is but um a lot don't have the patience you know and i'm working with linda perry mm. uh do you know her she was the singer songwriter for non-blondes yeah, sure. you know that What's song that? yeah she and she wrote, you know, the you know some greats for other great songs for other people like "You Are Beautiful" no matter what they say. Oh wow! Yeah, she's she's uh, my generation, you know, awesome rock and roll dyke. She's like John. People think I'm an old punk rocker, but I love musicals. Let's make a musical TV series. So that's what we're working on now, which is kind of a. Uh, modern day Jesus, who's a rock star. Wow. Yeah. And we've already written uh, six songs. So we, uh, we're just negotiating for a development deal right now uh, for one of the streamers. And um, I don't know, I'm afraid they're, they're going to chicken out about it, but it's such a good piece we've been developing. And um, yeah. So I, I also like doing musicals in other forms film television anthem homunculus was a you know a 10 episode uh podcast series with glenn close patty lapone cynthia revo dennis o'hare marion cotillard you know it was just a spectacular cast that and th it was very easy for them because you know they just have to do a few days work and get the whole yeah. Yeah. season in there yeah so i'm doing another podcast series next year it's not as musical in this season but it, it's called cancellation island oh. and yeah and it's where all the cancel people go amazing well i i am so looking forward to that as i am everything that you ever touch um I, oh i could do 20 podcasts about about all of your work i mean i can't believe the beginning of the conversation i didn't even remember how much i loved hello again and just obsessively used to listen to that especially yeah you know 
Yeah, and I really like what Todd Allman did with the music and the film. I didn't see the film, I just heard the recording and I thought he did a great job with modernizing it, uh, orchestrating it differently. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was a great experience with um, Graciela Daniele and Michael John DeCusa and, you know, Donna Murphy and just so many greats, you know, uh, Malcolm Getz and yeah. John Dossett. Yeah, great cast. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you, I think that the musical theater uh, is uh, derelict in recognizing what, you know, how... I think maybe the musical theater in general thinks you're too cool for it when actually it needs to embrace you as it's actually like greatest artists of, you know, 50 years or whatever. No, that's very sweet of you. I, I love the form. I do want to break, you know, I want to break up the scar tissue and, and it, but a musical is really just songs and story and you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. You know, I saw, I saw Robert Wilson piece called the black writer that he did with, Tom Waits and William Burroughs and it was wow. as much a musical as as Gypsy and you know Stranger and more elliptical but it was it it inspired me you know that as well as I'd say uh Sandra Bernhardt's Without You I'm Nothing yeah. you know other people who use music in a different way mm -hmm. uh just reminds you that it's a wide open form and uh I can love traditional things like Kimberly Akimbo, but I can also love, you know, when someone's exploding uh, a form and, and seeing where it lands. Yeah. Did you like A Strange Loop? I did. I really liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what his next thing is, you know, because, yeah. you know, I think our first things, I mean, that's not his first, but... Yeah. You know, early things tend to be more about you, and then later things tend to be about other people. You know, you you always have your your little autobiography um, thing, and Anthem was that for me. That was later, um, but then it's time to write out about other stuff. You know, and my favorite, you know, dictum for writing is Toni Morrison's. You know, with her young students, she's like, "You will not write about yourself." At, at first that that's for later you're going to write when you know yourself but right now you're going to write from the point of view of people you know nothing about mm. uh because that's the beginning of empathy which is not very today you know today stay in your lane tell your own story to the point of like oh god are we all is it only autobiographies that are legal now yeah. it's like you, you know it's like i want you're bringing your emotional autobiography to everything but you also, you know, is imagination, it's fiction, it's not memoir, you know, and you can do that with great, um, you can tell a, a fictional character story with great uh, sensitivity and informing yourself about worlds you don't know about, and you can do it very lazily. And that's when I think people start getting pissed off as a kind of like, uh, you know, appropriation which is closer to plagiarism than being influenced by you know i'm influenced by you know mavis staples and david bowie and i am i allowed to write a black character in anthem for cynthia revo some would say no and i would say yes yeah. we we work together on all you know with all my actors their partners and we make something beautiful together and you pull it off so that's the proof is in the pudding. 
Mm -hmm. uh, John, thank you so, 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 so much. I uh, really. You're welcome. And, You're uh, welcome, Ben. Have, happy and, holidays, and and uh, I hope I see you very soon. Thank you for listening to Giants in the Sky, how Sondheim and Lapine went into the woods on the Broadway Podcast Network. Look out for episode 18 with Lar Lubavitch, the original choreographer. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.